Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, and joining me uh, this week is Tyler. Tyler, how you doing, buddy? All right. How about you? Oh, I'm just, I am the Joker now. Yeah. So, I guess right away I'll give a quick update on my PlayStation 5 situation. I don't have a PlayStation 5. Uh, I guess the other thing I can say about it is uh, UPS uh, tr- reconfirmed that they said they d- did what they were supposed to do. Uh, the online retailer, Ant Online, who I will now say uh, don't shop from them, is inclined to believe UPS and uh, won't grant me a refund uh, directly. Uh, so now I have escalated it to PayPal and trying to get PayPal to take my money back because I do not have the PlayStation 5 that I ordered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so did you go to UPS? Yeah, I went to UPS. and uh, Did they prove that there was a signature? No, they didn't. So they, there's no signature? Well, or... they, they went by what the driver gave them. And, uh, yeah... Yeah, because I was, you know, if they could prove that there's a signature, and you could be like, no, that's not my fucking signature, but... Yeah, I... Mm, it's fucked. Yeah, I mean, even if I did that, they, I'm not sure that uh, this this retailer, who uh, seemed not very sympathetic at all to, to what I was experiencing, uh, they really wanted me to go to the police to investigate this, mm. and... As far as I know, there are no cameras in my building. There's no way a police investigation is going to do anything other than maybe get someone hurt. Uh, So I didn't do that, uh, and instead hopefully PayPal can come through for me. I can get my $700 back, and I can try again from maybe this time a retailer with a physical location that I can just have it delivered to a store for pickup Yeah. uh, because I am not dealing with this horse shit again. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that sucks, dude. <laughs> I feel so bad for you, man. I, I, I don't, I could not imagine being in that situation. Yeah. It just sucks that, like, clearly something, obviously, went wrong. Somebody fucked up. But, you know, corporations. Yeah. They're just like, nah, screw you. You know, and it's just, it just sucks. Yeah, I mean, Completely. it's... I understand that delivery drivers have a hard job. Yeah. But it is very simple to verify that the person you're delivering a package to is who they say they are. You say, hey, are you, in my case, hey, are you Franklin? They say yes. Uh, can I have a last name? And if they don't fucking give you the last name, and nobody in my, my building knows who I am. I haven't really introduced myself because uh-huh. of this COVID stuff, and even then I'm not sure I would give him my last name. Yeah. If they don't give you the last name, which is right on the box in front of them, so there's no reason that the person who's supposed to get the box won't give you the last name. Yeah. Right. It's pretty fucking easy. Right. Yeah. What you need to do is start becoming friends with everyone in your immediate like area. And then being like, hey, can I come over? No, you what know? I need to do yeah. is just go go buy a house. Uh, that, yes, and, but... <laughs> and leave a leave something out, like, uh, leave, give, the, give delivery instructions to hide it a, in a certain place, like behind a bush somewhere. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's fucking garbage. Yeah. It's completely fucked, dude. Goddamn. But yeah, uh, PayPal said they'd have, they'd, they'd make a decision on what they're going to do by, uh, the end of this week. So hopefully by then I'll have my money back. I'll be ready to try again. Mm-hmm. I got, I, when I when I ordered that PlayStation Five, I deleted my folder of bookmarks for all the PS Five oh. listings, so I have to go rebuild that again. Yeah, I just added a, a a Twitter search to my to my tweet deck that just is Wario sixty four plus PS Five. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. I, I when I was looking for a Series X or S, um, there's a page that was called like Xbox Series X restock mm. on Twitter, and I think there's a PS5 one as well. Okay, that seemed pretty good, and they would like tweet out the links like immediately of like, here you go. So maybe look at that too. But yeah, I mean, Warrior Six Four is obviously very good. I don't know how that dude does stuff. Uh, yeah, I, he's just. I find it hard tweeting. to believe it's just one dude. Yeah, it's insane. all right um well that's enough about this saga um we recorded before the race last week yes the f1 race um what do you think about the state of f1 and the standards of driving and what penalties are given for man that was a tough race you know like Uh uh-huh just penalties all over the place. It, it, I don't know, man. Yeah. I thought that some of those instances, especially between Perez and Leclerc, and then earlier in the race with Perez and um, Lando Norris, uh-huh. I was like, it's hard racing, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like th- those guys know the risk if yeah. they're going in some of those corners on the outside or something like that. I mean, I don't know. I felt like there wasn't anything, um, like, bad about a lot of those situations. Like, it's not like uh, last year at the Red Bull ring when Lewis Hamilton, like, very intentionally ran into Alex Albon and knocked yeah. him off the track. Like, that is absolutely a penalty. But mm-hmm. some of these I, I I wasn't sure about. It was it was interesting. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. There, there are a couple ones in there. Uh, I, th- I thought the first one between uh, Perez because Perez and Leclerc it happened twice between them yeah uh, I think the first one yeah Perez was definitely at fault like he definitely pushed like there was contact he pushed Leclerc off mm-hmm. the track yeah I can see that. um now I, I I think like the one between Lando and uh and Perez uh was a little bit of a gray area because Lando did not leave a car's width mm-hmm. on, on and Perez did manage to get up the side. But then that brings in the argument, like, was it realistic to dive down the outside when there wasn't that much room to begin with and then expect Lando to be be able to give him the room? Yeah. And, like, at a certain point, like, maybe maybe Lando knows that what he did wasn't quite right um, because what what he was actually doing was defending from the next corner where like if he led Perez around the outside, he'd have the inside he'd line for the, the next corner. Yeah. So in a certain way, drivers themselves have to kind of weigh this up themselves. Is it worth it for the, for the penalty? And in Lando's case, it seemed like it was worth it for the penalty. He, he, he got his podium. Yeah, right. Uh, so 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough. It's mm-hmm. it's tough uh, to adjudicate these kind of things because you do want to see passing. You do want to see racing. Like, yeah. we get complaints all the time about they're not being overtaking. Um, and then we have instant incidents like these. And if they if they go wholly unpunished, like then you just don't get overtaking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's 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 a tricky situation. But there's some situations where I just feel like yeah, just. Let him race. Yeah, you know and I, I, mean? I have a feeling that, like, race directors need to, like... And I'm not sure if this information could be made clear to the public, but, like, when they have their driver's briefings, um, I feel like it, this is really dependent, like, definitely track by track, but even corner by corner, like, what should and shouldn't be allowed each yeah. corner. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But then, it, but then you get into a tricky situation where a race director is kind of, like, dictating, like how drivers should have to drive. Yeah, right. Which you don't really want. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was just kind of wild. I feel like that was the most penalties I might have ever seen mm-hmm. my time watching F1. <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, fucking Yuki Sonoda twice. Oh, my God. Missing the uh, solid line for yeah. pit entry. In the second race at the same track. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Man. That he's fast, but he just yeah he just makes a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I, I know he's a rookie; he'll learn. But it's like, damn, dude, you don't need yeah. to be making those mistakes. What do you, What do you think about the uh, the title fight? Uh, do Do you think Mercedes will make it a fight? I think Mercedes is shitting themselves right now because they can't decide whether they want to fight this year or develop yeah. for next year. I I think they're a little bit in that spot too but then also i feel like they just have absolutely no clue what to do with someone competing with them like this Mm -hmm. because they've just been they have not been this challenged pretty much the entire turbo hybrid era i mean i'm just crazy and and thing is too with red bull is they they might have been able to have even more victories or max at least you know you think about baku um he probably should have won at bahrain you know i felt like Red Bull strategy kind of fucked him, but he clearly had the better car. Obviously, he didn't make a great pass. Mm-hmm. That kind of screwed him, but uh, he, you know, if they played strategy right, maybe they could have won in Spain. Like, yeah. damn. <laughs> they're just, they're crushing it. It's crazy to watch. Yeah. It's at least interesting, you know, yeah, because... I, I think it's also really interesting, like, I mean, it is... A, it is always there's always something interesting happening like in the midfield, but mm-hmm. like seeing how McLaren has just become oh yeah really fucking good yes uh, yeah and I think Daniel Ricardo needs to retire needs to get out of man. Formula One man uh, I cannot believe the difference between him and Lando yeah. in the same car because that you know that McLaren's good you think Ricardo would be right up there with him and. You know, when Lando's nearly getting the pole and Ricardo's qualifying 13th, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, and he's a second off the pace. It's like, what the fuck is going on, man? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of unfortunate because I think, you know, it kind of hurts McLaren a little bit. Yeah, the, you know. the, the, they're, they're in a driver situation kind of like uh, when, uh, it, like, the last – last two or three years of Red Bull yeah. where you have one car up exactly. near the top and then one car that yeah. for no apparent reason is just not performing. Correct. And it and 
it's very clear, like especially this year, how much that can hurt a team because now, you know, you have Sergio Perez in the second seat and, you know, he's able to obviously do way better than Alex Albon did. Um, and you can see the strategy work out like France. You know, I don't think Red Bull would have pulled that victory out without Perez being up there and being able to go long and pressuring Mercedes and all that stuff. It's it's pretty pretty evident now McLaren's in that same spot. Yeah. Because, I mean, they, they have a car that can... Yeah. They are like this... I think they're just like this far away from the top two. Like, they're, they're able to compete. And I think if they just go that next little step, I mean, they could be right up there with Red I mean, Bull if, and they, if they didn't lose Carlos Sainz, they'd probably be there. Yeah. Because Carlos Sainz was pretty comparable to... Like, that was like the closest battle between teammates last yeah, year. Definitely. Definitely. And it's, it's clear to me that Carlos Sainz is a pretty good driver. Because... Yeah. I mean, he's going to Ferrari. He's doing really well. He's even outpacing Leclerc at times, too. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. I felt, last thing I'll say, what about that fucking last lap incident between Vettel and Raikkonen? What the fuck was that? Kimi Raikkonen needs to retire. He really does, man. I was like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) That just was unbelievable how he just like it was almost like he just didn't even know Vettel was there and just turned right into him and that was sad to watch yeah, yeah. like my guess is he was looking at a steering wheel making an adjustment and uh yeah yeah right I mean that's not the first time it's happened with him either I think mm-hmm. no no and he's not really qualifying well either I mean his race pace is alright for what that car is but Man, he's been qualifying way down, especially compared to his teammate. Yeah. Oh, man. It'll be interesting next week. Next weekend, uh, Silverstone sprint qualifying. Yes. First time. I didn't know they were rewarding points from that. Mm -hmm. A little bit of points. So, like, if you win, you get three points. And then two points, one point. That's the only points they're giving out. But, you know, with a title battle as close as it is, it could make a difference. Maybe down the stretch so that'll that'll be really fascinating to see how that goes because you know when when you have like super late restarts and it's just a you know very uh few laps mm-hmm. it can be very exciting yeah. very exciting to watch but i'm just curious like what happens when someone wrecks someone and you know, what if that's the title decider or something like that? You you never know. Like, <laughs> what does F1 do there? But it could be very fun to watch. Yeah. 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 And last thing I'll say is uh, get George out of that Williams. Oh, my God, yes. yes. He is, he is uh, beating the shit out of that car to make it go as fast as it is. Yes, uh, 100%. It'd be awesome if he went to Mercedes next yeah. year. I mean, no offense to Valtteri, but damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about video games because that's kind of what we're supposed to talk about here, and we're 15 minutes in, and we have not mentioned a single video game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the F1 video game is out this week. Oh, man, I'm ready. I'm uh, fucking ready for that. All right, yeah. Yeah, That's that should be fun. You bet your ass I'm going to put 70 hours into that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, we, don't, we haven't had our hands on that yet. Uh, Tyler, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go first here because uh, I I have a feeling your time with Yak is a like a dragon. It probably is more interesting than what I have to say about my video games here. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV, I am just dicking around and playing all the jobs, uh, Ooh. just learning everything. Um, and uh, I also just sat on my couch last night drinking beer, playing Fallout 76, <laughs> uh, fell asleep at like 3 in the morning. Um, While yeah, still that playing? Kind of or? Uh... Define playing. <laughs> I was kind of just building my base gotcha. a little bit. Um, Are you playing any of the new new content or anything that they recently dropped? Or uh, so I started over on Xbox. So I'm not quite there okay. yet. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, cool. And then lastly, I started playing Star Wars Jedi: Fallen Order. Ooh, that Series X version. Or? Yeah. Okay. It looks really good. It yeah. is a very good-looking game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What? So, what? Being like a Souls fan, what do you what do you think? Uh, this game is not in conversation with Souls. It's not one hundred percent like that, no. But the parry windows are like so like it, it. So the thing that caught me out is that to parry, you don't want to block at the last minute. Mm-hmm. You actually want to block like while they're in the wind up on their attack, while like while, like, I, so I'm used to in say Sekiro, you want to block at the last fucking second, right, right. And in this game, you want to block like a half second ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So that 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 timing threw me off a lot. Um, I don't like the dodge. It is a little funky. The dodge Definitely. like doesn't move you far enough. Yeah. And, like, it seems like with the unblockable attacks that you're supposed to dodge, if you dodge too early, they'll just home in on you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. It feel, It's a very weird-feeling game, uh, having played, like, a lot of uh, those a lot of those Souls games. Um, but I, I generally enjoy it. It's, mm-hmm. It is a fun game. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know. Like, the level design is cool, but, like, I don't think I'm going to 100% this. There are so, like, the levels, like, maze around so much. Yeah, they are, and the map is not the greatest and, Yeah, either. it's not It's not a great, <laughs> and it it doesn't necessarily feel really good to uh, go move around in the levels. Like, it se- seems like you just go on your critical path to your objective. And, like, that'll eventually loop you around. But if I had to go back into those levels and figure out how to get to a certain place, like, I'm I'm fucking lost. Yeah, for the most part, it's it's maybe not the greatest. And you will be coming back to a number of planets again. Like, you know, once you have new abilities and stuff like that and to unlock new areas, but you got to get to them. And Yeah, it, it can happen. But you come back to some of those areas, though, and you feel like a boss. Mm. Just because you have all... All this newer stuff, and you're just wrecking dudes left and right. Yeah, yeah. So how far are you? Like, uh, I just uh, fought the ATST on Zepho. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know where you're at. Cool. So yeah, yeah. Gonna stick with it, you think? Yeah, yeah. I think I'll stick with it. It's I've kind of wanted to play a game like this for a little bit. Mm. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, it's it's not that hard. I, I bumped it up to one difficulty above the, uh-huh. the normal. Uh-huh. Uh, but still, it's not it's not a Souls. <laughs> it's not nearly as hard as a Souls game. No, no um, definitely not. Definitely not. It, yeah. But there's some really fucking cool boss fights later on, though, that I really enjoyed. So, yeah, the story, I, I found the story to be very good, too. So... Cool. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, and Tyler, uh, I I see here in the document, Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon. Yes. This is the only game you've been playing this week. It's the only game that my mind tells me that I could play. <laughs> Tyler, tell me why that is. Um, <laughs> I just... And go, go, go ahead and go into spoilers here because, like... I don't think we're ever going to really do a spoiler cast for Yakuza Seven, but yeah, and I've I've already played it, so yeah, we're we're, we're going to go spoilers here for the Yakuza Seven discussion. Yeah, so I am at the end, basically. I am going to the Millennium Tower. Okay. That is my next objective. Um, so yeah, I I have just felt like I can't play any other game until I finish this game, and. I think that's, for the most part, a good thing. I am very much enjoying myself. I'm very much enjoying the story. Very much enjoying these characters and where all that's going. Um, there's some interesting things later on that uh, I'm not super happy about. Um, and I'll get to more of that. But, but yeah, so I think... When we talked last week, I think I was in chapter 12, right? Yeah, so I had to get, like, the 3 million yen. And so what I did is I went, did that one um, part-time hero quest where you have to take the pictures of those little duck-looking statues, oh, whatever the fuck okay. they are. Did you do that? No, I didn't. Yeah, there's 10 of them around the world, and I just looked up a guide, and you get 2 million yen. Uh, mm. And then you get a watch in a story that you can sell for a million yen. So it was pretty quick to... Uh, so you're telling me you didn't do any of the business stuff? No, okay. no, I did not. I, I know that's probably the best way to make money in this game, but I'm just like, eh, I don't really give a fuck. Um, so I ended up doing that, um, and that was a really fun chapter, um, and I really enjoyed where that went. Um, and I think, yeah, because at the end of this chapter, this is where you fight uh, Majima. Yes. And I I know, and so there's some things late in this game that I know if I played other Yakuza games, they probably would have meant way more to me. Mm-hmm. But it was still hype as fuck when he first came out. I was like, I just kind of knowing about him, I'm like, what? Like, I did not expect that. And I got my fucking ass kicked. Yes, that oh is. Oh, my God. Because the game doesn't really... I, I would say up until then, I have not I have not felt like I needed to grind at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm like there, sure, some boss fights were harder than others, but I'm just kind of like getting through this game totally fine. I was level 36, and he's level 50. And I'm like, nope, that's not happening. And I tried a couple times, and I felt like if I fought just him, mm-hmm. I would have been okay. He's pretty easy, but then his buddy shows up. Yeah. forget his buddy's name, who is, was basically knocking me out in one hit. And yeah, so that kind of gets me to like, 
then I did the um, the arena. Yes. And went through all 30 levels of that, uh, which I went through that whole thing two and a half times, basically, to level up. So I got up close to 50. And then once I got through that chapter, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to run through this one more time just to get up to 50. So that way I, I felt pretty good. Um, and, and you can totally tell the difference going through that at 36 where it was pretty challenging in some of those spots. And then you come back and you're at level 47 and you're knocking dudes out in one hit. Like it does make a difference. So did a lot of fucking grind and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like, Holy shit. This game is like <laughs> just kicking my ass right now, but I'm very much enjoying it just cause I think the combat is, is a lot of fun. So I'm rolling with, um, Adachi, um, uh, Seiko as my healer and, um, Jing Junhan. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I'm rolling with him, those characters. I really wanted to roll with Namba, but, uh, I just, the way I kind of had him set up throughout the game, he wasn't as strong as I needed him to be. And then he doesn't heal as much as I needed to like Seiko's abilities are at least the way I ever set up are just fucking awesome. Like she'll heal us. What, what job do you have her? Running um, damn, I forget the name of it, but she's like a singer. An idle, idle. Yes, yeah. idle, idle. Yes. So, so she's not super strong or anything, but she has a lot of buffs and, and debuffs, and and her healing is incredibly good. So, and then Adachi, I have is like a bodyguard. Okay. So he he is a motherfucking tank with some of his abilities. Like he has this move called paralysis prongs, where yes. you uh, did you roll with him like this or yeah, yeah 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 and he just like stabs his dude and like throws him to the ground that does so much damage it's awesome um so yeah and then just got a lot of better equipment went into that majima fight and was fucking crushing it i fucking crushed that fight it was awesome mm. um and then you just learn a lot about that world and, and that story and about uh Arakawa and all sorts of stuff. Then crazy shit happens after that too about like, you know, just different uh, Yakuza clans being dissolved and then um Kiryu shows up. Yeah. And you're like What? <laughs> I mean, if, if you played Fun. Yakuza six, that's super like crazy because at the end of Yakuza six he basically um, promises to disappear right. so so his uh his adopted daughter can like live in peace. Right. Which that does come up later when you have to fight him. Um, which gets me to because there's some other boss fights too. To something I really don't like about the end of this game is that every boss fight towards the end of this game, story wise, awesome. Yeah. Gameplay wise, I fucking hate him. Only because they are so unbelievably grindy. Like, they, no matter what you do, no matter how many buffs, debuffs, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, they resist almost every attack. It takes 75 million turns to fucking take them out. Uh, and they're not really hard either, especially if you have a good healer. I mean, you can consistently keep your party, you know, going fine. And I just, I just feel like every boss, I'm like, oh my God, it's going to take fucking 30 minutes to get through. And, you know. So that Kiryu fight was like that, where I, story-wise, I'm like, this is so cool, and I can't wait to see what happens after it. But in that fight, I'm like, 
this is just kind of a little boring to be honest with you because it's just kind of the same thing i felt like even as i wilted him down and he had different stances and stuff that he did it didn't really change the fight that much to where i was like oh this is really hard now i'll get to another one later where that did happen i got fucked but but so that's that's one of my crit- critiques about this game it's just towards the end i'm just like man these boss fights are just they're not overly fun um but story-wise, like, they're just, they're hype as hell. And, like, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I always want to see, you know, what's on the other side. So, yeah, that Kiryu fight was was really cool. Those cutscenes with dragons and everything. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. It was probably one of the hypest moments in a game I've had in a long time when, uh, I forget the order, but Kiryu rips his shirt off. And oh, you yeah. You see his tattoos and that Ichiban takes his off. And I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so cool. Um so yeah, then then uh the next chapter um with um Sorishawa, right? Is that how you say his name? I forget. Um and the whole coin locker baby yes. sort of thing is super fucked up, but super interesting story wise mm-hmm. and yeah, the the more too throughout these chapters you're learning about um the young master. Mm-hmm. Uh Aoki and everything it's just it's fascinating like the story in this game is so good yeah it takes a while to get to a lot of these great moments but Mm. I do think the payoff for them are uh, really good you know because after after I think it was chapter 12 or no after 13, I think, because I think it's 13 where our Eli and Arakawa dies. Yeah. Um, and you're like, fuck, that sucks. I was kind of like, where is this game going still? Like, mm-hmm. what's what's still left? Um, but it's been been really good. And so, yeah, I went through all of that, which was really, really fascinating. And um, then did the... But there's the boss fight with, um, God, I forget his name. He has long hair, glasses, and then he has, like, that body double that oh. looks like a, a Dachi. Uh, I forget his name. Mirror Man? Yeah. The Mirror, Mirror Man. Man. I, I forget the other dude's name. So there, there was that boss fight thrown in there, one of these chapters. I think it was 14, which that was a fun boss fight. It wasn't, wasn't too hard, but it was it was neat. Um, so, yeah, lots of, good, lots of good stuff there. And... Now I'm at the end, and yesterday I basically got all the way up to Tendo, and was like, fuck, all right, let's go, big boy, and I was whooping his ass, and, you know, once again, very grindy, but I was I was doing pretty well, um, had a poison, all sorts of stuff, it was good, and then get to the second half of the fight, when he has a move where he can literally knock anyone out in one hit mm. and guess who he decides to hit mm. and i'm like well <laughs> that sucks uh which i kind of hate that that happens in the game i wish they gave you an opportunity to revive him mm-hmm. with other characters and i I get there's abilities that I should probably use because after that, after I lost, I'm like, you know, I'm just looking this up. Like, is there anything that I need to be doing to make this easier just so I'm not slamming my head against the wall? And it seems like there's like some abilities like the peerless resolve and stuff I need to be using. 
in there, but yeah. So that kind of fucking sucked. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited because um, I'm like I'm right there, man. Right yeah. at the end, and I think once I get through Tendo, I feel like I can. I'll be fine. Like level wise, everybody that I'm fighting is between 57 and 60 and I'm at 56 going in. So level wise, I, I don't think I really need to grind anymore. And I was like just cleaning house through that fucking place. Um, I had no problem with any of those fights up until the Tendo fight second half of it. So yeah, I'll be giving it a shot, especially once I have more time. It does kind of suck when you get in some of these like dungeon sort of areas that there's really no saving. Um, you know, sometimes there is a save point, but here there isn't. So that, that's kind of unfortunate, but yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic fucking game. I mm. like, I kind of can't wait to be done with it so I could play other things. But at the same time, like I'm just thoroughly enjoying myself. It's been a fun, I think I'm like 41, 42 hours in It's my clock. I did a lot of side stuff too. I didn't do everything, but. Um, there's some pretty good sides. You stories. do any of the cart racing? No, I did not oh, actually. Okay. I know that's one I need to do. I, I did see like where it is and where I can get that started. So I might have to do that one after I finished the game just to fuck around with it. I did the whole, um, public urinator, yeah. which I think that's one you're supposed to do really early in the game. Yeah. Cause it was like sub story number three or some shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just didn't didn't start it but that one that one was funny i chose the wrong guy the first time so that was that was funny when that happens <laughs> yeah it, there's just some really really good writing and all sorts of stuff in that game it's cool i think we'll we'll see where if it changes too much and i don't think it will once i finish it because i just i'm pretty high on this game i think i would slot it if i think back to like my 2020 list i think i had um Hades, then F1 2021, and then Last of Us Part 2, I think. Mm. Um, I think I'd slot Yakuza right at number three. Ooh. Right right above The Last of Us Part 2, I think. Okay. But it's pretty close, I'd say, between them in terms of how much I enjoy them. But Yakuza is a really good game. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, and then I... So, I'm... I, I downloaded the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order PS5 version. I want to check that out. Okay. Sometime yeah, I saw soon. that downloading. I was like, huh. Yeah. And then I I also, because I deleted some stuff off my hard drive that I finished and I wasn't going to play anytime soon, um, and was like, wow, I have a lot of space. So I um, picked up a used version of Black Ops Cold War. So I'll be checking that out. So okay. I have a lot of space now. Who knows what will happen when video games come out. <laughs> but yeah I'll, so I'll be checking that out soon because I also didn't know I was cleaning out my wallet and I'm like you know what I have a um, 25% off a used game at Just Press Play coupon sort of thing so I'm like it's probably a good one to, to use it on so and then I downloaded the um, Plague Tale Innocence PS5 version or next gen version I think it's on Series X as well just came out so lots of lots of good stuff still to check out but hopefully i'll be done with yakuza this week so yeah yeah it's fucking awesome. dope yeah. I, i'm glad you you finally played a yakuza game mm-hmm. 
Yeah, me too. And uh, what I think I've really, I feel like I've kind of played through this game recently. Like, well, what? Uh, yeah, so I know I started early in the year and I've been kind of playing it in spurts, but ever since I finished Ratchet, like this is all I've been playing. And I feel like I've really plowed through this game, but there's a, been a couple times where I've had like a pretty decent amount of time to play games. So I'm like, this is all I'm playing. Like, mm-hmm. And it's really fun to just play this game for like six hours straight and really get deep into it. I think it's fun with any RPG to do that sort of stuff. Really kind of immerse yourself in the world and in these stories. and So it's been really fun to do that stuff. Yeah. So. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. Well, now that we've got our video games out there, it's time. It, it, it's... It's July, like it's been, I think we recorded, we recorded the last one July 3rd, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. we're, we're all, we're almost halfway through July. It's crazy. Um, crazy. but we do have, uh, June's best-selling games uh, from the PlayStation blog here. Uh, we're going to read the U.S. Canada PS5 games <laughs> because they've broken out all, I mean, they've done this for a while now. They've broken out these lists so, so much, um. By separating PS5, PS4, and then also separating U.S., Canada, and Europe. So, yeah, I'll get us started here. Uh, on the PlayStation 5 in the United States and Canada, it's Metro Exodus at 20, Resident Evil Village 19, 18, Ra- uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, 17, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, 16, Final Fantasy 7 Remake Intergrade, 15, Demon Souls, 14, Returnal, 13, Star Wars, Jedi, Fallen Order, 12, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, and at number 11, It Takes Two. Uh, number 10, and they'll be the show 21, 9, Mortal Kombat 11, 8, FIFA 21, 7, NBA 2K 21, 6, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Dark Alliance, 5, Scarlet Nexus, 4, Guilty Gear Strive, 3, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, two Chivalry, two, and number one, no surprise, the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah. So, you gonna play that Scarlet Nexus? I've been told I should. Yeah, it seems like your jam. <laughs> it seems really fucked up. Yeah. And I'm a really fucked up person, so uh, yeah, it's a, it's a match made in hell. Uh, so. It looks fun to play. I'll, I'll give it that. But yeah, it seems like your jam. Yeah, but I'll check that out. Uh, Tyler, did you check out the uh, state of play that happened this past week? I did not watch it, but I kept up with um, with the news. Yeah, same here. Uh, there's a roundup, a uh, little article here that has all the trailers and all the announcements and stuff. Um, I guess we can go through this real quick. They're making another Moss Moss Book Two. Yep. Uh, for PlayStation VR, yes. so still sticking with that. It seems like this is being made too for for the PlayStation VR you can buy now. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a version or upgrades or something for PSVR 2, but yeah. I think this is cool that they are getting another shot at Moss. You know? mm. Moss seems like uh, one of the better PSVR games. Yeah. Um... Then they uh, we have here Arcade Geddon, which uh, by this little description here is a Schluter. Yes. Uh, 
you just they, they don't make those anymore, do they? They don't make <laughs> Schluter's anymore. No, they don't. <laughs> um, so yeah, this game is also in early access right now. Like yes. you can go play it on PS Five if you wanted to, but um, it seems fine. Like it could be fun, um, but at the same time. I don't know. Like, you're doing all sorts of um, kind of different activities, but some of the gameplay seems kind of neat. And, yeah, numbers are popping off of dudes. Col- you know, things are colorful. When when you kill someone, you get the loot. Yeah. yeah I mean, it seems like it could be fine, I guess. This is from Ilphonic, who um, um, did uh, Predator Hunting Grounds and Friday the 13th recently. So... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, here Tribes of Midgard. Uh, little action RPG thing happening here. A little isometric action. Looks a little Diablo-like uh, in the way it plays. I'm not sure about uh, loot systems or whatever, but uh, yeah, it looks, looks decent. It could be cool, for sure. Um... I'm kind of tired of hearing about this game, though. I feel mm. like this game's been at every fucking show uh, over the past month. Um, but, yeah, the, basically this trailer highlighted, like, there's going to be seasons, and, you know, it's a modern-day video game, <laughs> mm. you know, that, that has seasons and content drops and all that good stuff. So, you know, seems like if, if they are... If this game is good, they will be supporting it for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it could be could be a fun game. We'll see. July twenty seventh is when it actually launches. Yeah. All right. While y'all get horny over Lola Bunny again this summer with Space Jam, we've got a we've got another <laughs> rabbit based property here called Fist Forged in Shadow Torch. Um, looks like. Yeah, it looks like a side-scrolling game where you play as a rabbit with his, mm-hmm. with these robot arms. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, kind of reminds me of like a side-scrolling Biomutant mm. a little bit. But yeah, it, it does look neat. Um, it's this. This is, I think, from a uh, a Chinese team. So uh, Sony kind of, you know, I think it's interesting and in that they're kind of highlighting some games like this from, from China. Cause we just don't see that a lot. Mm. Um, so it's kind of neat. Yeah. And yeah, if it's out September 7th. I just, I think this name sucks. Yeah. But it does. <laughs> yeah. I just really just call don't it like fist. it. Yeah, exactly. Forged in shadow torch. But yeah, you, um, you have the acronym there. You don't need to. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. definitely. It could be a neat time, I guess. We'll see. Uh, we have another Battle Royale coming called Hunter's Arena Legends. 30-player uh, melee uh, Battle Royale. Uh, okay. Speaking of bad names, like, that's just a bad name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't, know. I don't have much to say about this one. I mean, I like the concept of a melee battle royale. Yeah. That's not something we really see. Yeah. And some of these costumes that I'm seeing here look really fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see how it does. 
those games tend to like either blow up or die right away. So yeah. we'll see. Hasn't there been some melee based ones recently? I'm there is names on them, but I there, is there is a the popular one that I know of is Naraka Blade Point. Okay. Um. But yeah, it is a thing that people are trying to experiment with. Yeah. Uh, from the makers of, I believe, wow, what was that fighting game? Fuck. Absolver. Absolver is Sifu. Yes. Uh, which is um, it's a very fun look, funny looking thing. I like it. It looks goofy, a little bit. Um. Yeah. But this game yeah. looks fucking dope. And like, every every time you die, you age up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious how that works, but I just I love the um, I think the art style and the lighting and all that stuff in this game looks awesome. But then the overall combat just seems so fun. Yeah. And it, it seriously gives me like uh, action movie vibes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of, of a movie of this sort of type where you know they're fighting in a fucking hallway or in a kitchen or something you're like oh man that was that was fucking nuts how that happened you know in the movie but you're doing that in this game and it just it looks cool game is pushed to next year which you know it's disappointing but i'm sure the game will be better for it so yeah it looks awesome all right Okay, Tyler, this next game is called Jet the Far Shore, and just by looking at some of the stuff you're doing in this trailer, oh man, maybe early on it was different, but... Oh, wow, okay, this game is very different than I thought. Uh, at first it looked like Race the Sun. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I, c- but, I can uh, see where you from. It, there's definitely more to it than that. There's actual, like, ship combat here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think, so they revealed this um, with the PS5 event last year, and I thought it was supposed to be a launch title, and then it got booted from uh, the launch schedule, and here it is. So still haven't uh, given a date for it, but it could be neat. Yeah. If you're into, like, exploration sort of games, seems like it could be a very chill sort of game. Totally not chill as anime, <laughs> uh, and they're making a, a video game based on the anime Demon Slayer. We can just move on. See, I don't know anything about Demon Slayer. Okay, I was going to ask if you knew anything about it. No. I feel like I've heard a lot about Demon Slayer recently. Okay. I guess the mo- you know with the movie that came out and everything, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about it either, but I'm oh, sure... Well, you don't watch anime at all. No, no, but I'm sure... Uh, Fans of Demon Slayer excited. Hmm. All right, uh, we got another trailer for Lost Judgment uh, coming out September twenty fourth. Uh, I put it in a different news story, but uh, if you buy this on PS four, you get the PS five version for free. Oh, cool! Um, it's a free upgrade, so yeah. Uh, One thing I noticed watching this trailer is that. The overall, like, cutscene facial animations and just the look of everything is, like, so much better than um, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm. Not that it looks bad in, in that game, but you can tell it's definitely a lot more realistic looking 
and like the lip syncing's better. Um, the overall detail in the character's face and hair and everything looks looks better. Um, yeah, this game looks cool. I need to do oh, the first yeah. one. Oh yeah. I mean, they're skateboarding in this game. Well, there was there's a there's a cutscene in the first game where you skateboard, but gonna, it yeah, looks I'm like there's actually uh there's actually a skateboarding mini game in this, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, I saw some motorcycle racing. It's yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. Yeah, how do you feel about you know this being the um, more beat 'em up action side, and then Yakuza staying like a turn based RPG? I'm, you know, let them do what they want as long as I can have both. I I don't care which series does what, but I mean, the thing you really come here for is the dramatic story, uh, and gameplay is take it or leave it. I I I typically enjoy the brawler Uh gameplay, um, but yeah, I mean, taking a break, sitting back, doing some turn-based stuff ain't that bad either. Yeah. Yeah, looks cool. September twenty fourth. That's not that far away. Tyler, I mean, I mentioned it last week. I mean, we're going to be seeing this all the time. The director's cut. Yes. Which, by the time we get through this this uh, this generation of consoles, will mean absolutely nothing. The words director's cut. Um, yeah. Death Stranding director's cut is coming. Mm. It is an upgraded version for PlayStation 5. Are there even any? Did they even mention any story changes? They say they added some new missions. Yeah, so they're adding missions, a lot of different um, like weapons. Uh, they're making melee combat better. You get like a buddy bot, I guess that can help you with stuff. A BB? Oh, oh no, there's already a BB. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they're adding some some stuff into this game for sure, and some of it seems uh, cool. Um, a cargo catapult they're adding. Um, so yeah, it seems like a lot of these things will help you with your packages. Mm, okay. So we'll see. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe I can just uh, maybe 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 Norman Reedus can get me my PlayStation Five. Maybe yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can deliver some packages to you. Mm. Okay. I will play this. Okay. I, you will? You will finally play Death yeah, Strand? Yeah, okay. I will. And I only so, ever started it. I never went through with it. Yeah, I I bought it on sale on PS4, and I, I never started it, though. You're um, going to have to pay for this upgrade, though, I'm pretty sure. Correct. I think it's a $10 upgrade, which I'm fine with. Um, You know, I got the game on sale anyway, so... I'm fine paying in ten dollars and playing this game, but I think I'm I'm definitely going to give this a shot. Mm. Check okay. it out. So I, I'm so curious about this game. Yeah. I know it's very long and all that stuff, but I don't know. I just feel like it's something I need it's to experience. Fetch Quest, the game, Tyler. You Basically. really want to play a game of Fetch Quests? Yeah, maybe. Maybe just want to chill out. And okay. Do some pa- go, go collect some packages. Why not? Well, you could just play Elite Dangerous with me, and you can do. <laughs> Yeah. You could do some space trucking. You could, you could do some Euro Truck Simulator. <laughs> but no, you're going to walk around uh, a, a very uh, fucked up America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, September 24th for that. So you can get Lost Judgment in, in this on the same day. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly here we have uh, more gameplay of Deathloop. I don't need to see gameplay of Deathloop. Yeah. 
I Microsoft's death loop. <laughs> I purposely did not watch this because I'm pretty in on death loop. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just kind of clicking through this trailer right now. This game looks just so fucking good. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't have too much to say about. It. I mean, death loop seems awesome. Basically, what death loop? The more with previews and the more you see it, what it seems like is a roguelike without the procedural generation part. Mm. You know what I mean? Like so when kind you of die, a, you you restart basically. A little bit like uh, the Outer Wilds. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah a little bit like that game too. I didn't play that game, but I know what you're talking about with it yeah. from what I've heard. So, like you start over, and what you gain is knowledge of correct. the world. Correct. Correct. So, I, I, I'm in for that stuff because. You know, a lot of roguelikes, I mean, Hades is kind of the exception that sells to, of just, like, I I like more handcrafted sort of stuff, and procedural generation, I mean, like, for Hades, I think it works pretty well, Um, but, you know, I'm also one where I don't really like when I'm playing a game and then I die and lose all my shit, Mm. and, but this game just seems cool because it is like this handcrafted experience that you're just kind of learning more and more of to get through the game. Just the arcane gameplay is always great and dishonored very much is living on in this game. Yeah. You can tell in its gameplay. I mean, it, it looks yeah, fucking awesome. The thing I'm curious is how, like how they keep feeding you story. If you keep failing over yeah. and over again because that, that's the thing that Hades did so well like even right. when you failed like you felt like you got a little bit more out of the story at yeah. least mm-hmm. um, I wonder how they do that here yeah yeah I'm, I'm curious about that too and I'm curious about the whole like uh, you're kind of being hunted by the other uh, character that has been featured in the trailers a lot of times um, the female character you're you're being hunted by her, um, so I'm curious how that works too, because that will kind of annoy the shit out of me if, because I think that could be another player, like actual person. And All right, are they actually going to do that, or are they going to do the Doom so. Eternal thing? Where I, I would <laughs> I would hope that it's something, because either way, like uh, an AI will take over. I yeah. guess if there's no one else, but. So, which is fine, but that'll just kind of piss me off. If I'm on, like, you know, a good run, I'm doing good, and, you know, get fucking rocked by one of those dudes. Mm. Fuck that. I'm also curious how saving works and stuff with this yeah. game. Because I don't think that this is going to, I mean, maybe I'm sure people will master it, but be a game where you can rip through in two hours, you know what I mean? I'm sure it'll, it'll be a decent length, um, so I'm curious if you can just save or... Yeah, I wonder what the, like, because from what I understand from previews of this game, the objective is to kill all these targets. Yes, correct. And I wonder what the fastest run through all those targets, or the optimized run, is. Right. Yeah, it'll be cool. How long that takes. Yeah. Because it it can't take too long. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if if it takes too long, like, the chances of dying, even though you know what you have to do... Like, I mean, that can be really frustrating, but it also, like, man, yeah, that that's a tough balance. Yeah. Yeah, game's like two months away. I'm looking forward to it. Hmm. 
for sure. I know a lot of people out there uh, who like to buy digital versions of sports cards are really interested in FIFA 22. <laughs> uh, it's coming out October 1st. Um, and they have a repeat cover star, uh, Killian Mbappe, uh, who, I mean, just, it's a weird choice. Like, they probably made this decision a long time ago. Weird choice because of the way France went out of the European Championships this year. Killian Mbappe having his penalty saved. (laughs) And now he's the cover star. The, the the EA curse hit early before it was announced. (laughs) Um... But yeah, it's it's FIFA. It's FIFA. <laughs> yeah, they got new hypermotion technology. Great. Um, this tech combines advanced 11 v 11 match capture and proprietary machine learning technology to deliver the most realistic, fluid, and responsible football experience. Mm. Okay. You gonna hop in on this at all? I don't know. I think I'm. I am past my days of really caring about uh, football video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just watch the games on TV and chill out. Yeah, you watching that Euro? Well, the final time? is probably, I think it's happening, like right now or at 3 o'clock, I, I forget. Th- I thought 3 o'clock. So, yeah, we need to wrap up this podcast <laughs> so I can get home and watch that. Uh, no, we don't. Who, who, do, you, who do you got? Uh, fuck England. You don't um, want England with? Okay. I mean, English fans, and I don't mean all of you, but the worst of you are the worst. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. So uh, go Italy, Um, although Italy has its own problems too. uh, It's all a mess. Uh But yeah, I, I just hope it's a good game. Yeah. Um... The Witcher 3, it, they're not done with The Witcher 3 because of the success of the Netflix show. They're adding some DLC to The Witcher 3. Yes. And that's going to be included with the uh, update for PlayStation 5 and Series X. So yeah, more stuff to do in The Witcher as if there isn't enough to, things to do in The Witcher. Yeah. They didn't really say too much of what this is going to be, but... Hey, why not? More free DLC for this game. I mean, CD Projekt's red support of this game was amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously they delivered a pretty damn good game right off the bat with this one compared to Cyberpunk. But, but yeah, it's cool. The uh, next-gen upgrade is supposed to happen this year, and kind of very intrigued by it. I mean, I, I want to see what that game is like running very well and looking in 4K. Mm. Um, I know you can kind of get that going on PC right now, but man, on a TV, I'm sure that game will be popping. Right. Yeah. Uh, man, Tyler, there's another Final Fantasy game. Yes. This would this would be your third Final Fantasy game you've played, if you play it, Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, I'll I'll play this absolutely. Okay, the, well the story's done. Pretty uh, much. The English VO is almost done, but it might not show up at the Tokyo Game Show this year. Um, yeah, they've done those things for, for the game. Uh, 
Yeah, Final Fantasy 16. Uh, directed by the guy who's done uh, Final Fantasy 14, uh, Realm Reborn. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I am. I'm excited for. Uh, I'm already hyped for Ooh. Final Fantasy 16. I know <laughs> it's probably still far away. Maybe not as far as we thought, but. Maybe. I mean, hearing that kind of gets me excited, but I'm still not going to get my hopes up too much that this game's, like, coming out next year. I mean, mm. it would be fucking awesome if it did, and maybe it's a possibility. I mean, it's that's still, you know, if you think maybe fall of next year or something, it's still over a year away. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they when they revealed this game last summer, I mean, they had, like, a decent chunk of gameplay shown off. I mean, so it was kind of impressive to see that. So maybe, but yeah, I mean, it's Square Enix, who knows? Mm. But yeah, I think it'll be really cool to see, you know, what what he and his team does with just a mainline Final Fantasy game that's, you know, 30, 40 hours long or whatever. Yeah. You know, because obviously mean... you very much enjoy the direction that he has taken Final Fantasy fourteen being this massive, massive game. Yeah. You know, yeah. what what can they do with a, you know, game of a much smaller scale compared to that one? Still a big game though, but Yeah. 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 It'd be I, cool. Yeah, it there's a lot of good Final Fantasy happening for me. Um they just had a stream uh Friday into Saturday um just showing off some more stuff from Endwalker. Mm. Uh they put out a benchmark test for other people, and like there are some story implications within their benchmark test that I'm curious about. Uh, looks wild, looks wild. I like I like the look of the new areas. It's, and I'm very curious what they do after this because apparently this Endwalker is the end of the arc uh, that that centers uh, Hydalin and the Hydalin and Zodiac. Uh, conflict um so yeah i'm curious what direction he takes final fantasy 14 after that because that's been that has been the thing for the for the whole of this game when you really think about the story yeah um so yeah maybe maybe final fantasy 16 is a break off game from final fantasy 14 and walker where the timelines diverge and uh who Maybe. knows? We'll Who see. Knows? Is there any like medieval looking stuff in fourteen? Because that's at least what they showed in this game. It seems like kind of oh. some of the art style of the game. Oh, it could be. Mm. You know what? I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, I'm, be... I'm just talking out my ass now. Yeah, um, it'd be wild. All right. Yeah, I'm excited though. I'm excited to hear all the PlayStation fanboys get really pissed off when Deathloop <laughs> comes to Xbox Series X <laughs> uh, in, in 2022. Yeah. Um, that exclusivity deal was only, like, I I don't think it was ever going to be permanent just because Bethesda is so big. Yeah. Like, if they remained independent, they would have eventually released this game on other platforms. But now, especially since Microsoft owns Bethesda... Deathloop will eventually come to Xbox Series X. Yeah. I think that was It'll be on Game Pass. Yeah. So if you don't want to pay any money, well, if you don't want to pay money on top of your Game Pass subscription, yeah. uh, you can just wait. Right. So, yeah, apparently in a trailer recently, 
for the game, it said that the exclusivity period ends September 14th, 2022, exactly a year after the game will launch. Um, so yeah, it, to, that's not surprising. I think it was pretty obvious that this game would eventually come to Xbox. Same with Ghostwire Tokyo. That'll eventually come to Xbox too. Um, but uh, what I'm kind of curious about, and they are different companies, and one of them is not owned by Microsoft, but like Square Enix, like with Final Fantasy VII Remake, that game was exclusive for only a year. Like in the trailers and stuff, that's what it said. That yeah. game's still not on Xbox. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be longer for Deathloop to come out, but Deathloop, obviously, made by Arcane, who's now owned by Microsoft. Like, <laughs> Microsoft's going to want to put that game on their platforms. Yeah. Like, as soon for as sure. this game is out, like, part of the focus for Arcane is going to be porting that to the Xbox for the next for next year. Yeah. Definitely. Unless they have someone else port it over whatever they want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see what else we we don't have that much left. You put a joke in here. Yeah, you I put, put a joke. <laughs> I put this in here just because I'm like, we gotta talk about this. It's just so funny to me. All right, so um, <laughs> there was an ad for PlayStation Five, um, and uh, people pointed <laughs> out that in the ad, the PlayStation Five was um, upside down in its horizontal configuration which I think just highlights the fact that it's a very confusing system to look at. <laughs> yeah, I can totally see that. But what I just find so funny about this is the amount of checks and balances that this ad had to have went through mm -hmm. with people at Sony, PR people, marketing people, whoever, and no one noticed this until they actually put it out. Hey, they crazy? had Starbucks cups in Game of Thrones, so they did. anything can happen. I get it. Yeah, anything can happen. Things are, are missed all the time with everything. But, wow, I just cannot believe that no one just sat there and said, guys, the console's upside down. We can't put this out. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just saw this and just fucking laughed. It was funny. But yeah, I mean, obviously, the system is... A bizarre looking system yeah but maybe it just man hmm, maybe it just sits more stable that way maybe maybe, maybe. yeah <laughs> maybe we should yeah who knows uh, yeah uh, I don't know. yeah well uh, it's just so funny to me hmm man okay ah uh, we there's more destiny 2 coming yeah, I think it's it's inevitable that there's more Destiny too. Uh, water is wet. Um, <laughs> there's a showcase coming in August uh, to sh show off some stuff. People are speculating what the expansion it it could be the next big expansion, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I have not it, played Destiny two in a while. <laughs> yeah, me either. I I kind of feel bad because I do like that world and the story that's happening, but I have not kept up with it. Yeah. Same, same, but most likely I will hop back into this when this DLC drops, but I think this is probably going to be showing off um, the Witch Queen, which is the next one, just because um, the background and everything is like a greenish sort of background, which whenever they've talked about the Witch Queen, that's what they used, mm. it's those sort of colors, so, and then you have Survive the Truth is the tagline, so. 
Okay. Who knows, but August 24th. And they, they did delay it out of this year, so the Witch Queen will not happen this year. I think it's the first time we haven't really gotten anything Destiny-related, you know, since mm. it launched, basically, yeah. in 2014. But, you know, Bungie's independent now. They have There's no reason for them to try to get shit out every year if they can. And, you know, obviously, working situations have been different this past year. So. Yes. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. See what they got. Yeah. I mean, the f- the longer I go f- from playing Destiny 2, it becomes Warframe for me. Like, it becomes that level of obscure, I don't know what I'd even be doing if I got back into it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, last couple things here. Um, Dice LA has rebranded to Ripple Effect. Uh, Vince Zambella still in charge over there overlooking that studio um yeah it's i think it's currently working on the battlefield 2042 yes. like half of ea studios are yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes it's it's also yeah make making their own game yes eventually um yeah it's just kind of neat i think um that ea's got another studio this will be still overseen by Vince Zampella. So I think it is incredibly smart of EA, which is really shocking to say something like that. But it is smart of EA to give someone like Vince Zampella um, kind of more control, I guess, over some of these teams. Because obviously with Call of Duty and in the past, and then where he's led Respawn, like, uh, you know they're a great studio, and you know he's he's built great teams to help you know make these games. So, and Dice seemed a little, a little lost, I guess. So I think having him help out, I think, is pretty smart. So it's cool to see uh, what what might happen in EA. Man, they're um, they're making a lot of moves. Yeah, I mean they're and they're, they're cha- definitely changing the way they operate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're changing, uh, yeah, how they operate. They're making new studios. They are buying studios, and you know, it could be, um, could be a good future ahead for EA. You know, I, I don't want to get my hopes up because it's EA, and mm, yeah. they're a massive corporation that wants to make all the money, um, and they still don't do, uh, you know, the best things. A lot of times, sometimes, like with the FIFA Ultimate Team or something like that. But, yeah. but at least they're trying to do some new stuff, and I'm curious to see what uh, what comes out of Dice LA or Ripple Effect. Now, I'm just curious if it is anything. Is it a new IP, or will it be related to Battlefield or um, Star Wars in oh. any way? Mm. You know mm. what I mean, like. Is the main dice team going to keep making those games, and this team's going to make a new IP? I don't know. They don't really, really say with this announcement, but curious to see where where they'll go. Yeah. All right. Lastly, um, <sighs> Tyler, you know, now it's it seems like Ubisoft has an idea here for Assassin's Creed. Um, yes. Assassin's Creed Infinity. It's going to be one game they support throughout, like, for years. Um, 
I mm, you're just never going to be able to stop playing Assassin's Creed if it's good. If it's yeah. good, you'll not be able to stop playing Assassin's Creed because they'll just constantly update Assassin's Creed Infinity with more story stuff and yes. Yeah. Ubisoft announced a new Assassin's Creed after it leaked. I thought that was funny. Mm. Like, uh, I think Bloomberg published their article, and then not long after that, Ubisoft officially announced this. Yeah. <laughs> so it cannot be a mainline Assassin's Creed game without it leaking. But, yeah. So, basically, this is a... They want to have a Fortnite... Warzone like evolving platform for Assassin's Creed to where they can have smaller stories in in updates basically and maybe even like multiple settings within this game and it sounds like to me they're trying to make the one Assassin's Creed to rule yes. them all sort yes. of thing and I'm I'm of just so many minds about this like I think that this could be a complete clusterfuck, but I also think that if they nail it, it could be cool because what single player, I'm trying to think of like a single player game that has done this, mm. you know, and it's, it's hard to think of like most of these evolving platforms like Warzone, Destiny, Fortnite are like multiplayer games. Yes. And I'm curious how it'll work in a single player capacity to where they will need to have content all the time almost. And I get Assassin's Creed are huge games, but you know, there's going to be an expectation there. And then also how is this is this a free to play game? It you know, are you uh is it free to play, but then like Destiny 2, you buy all the expansions? Mm -hmm. uh, is there a season pass model that you have to buy into to get the new content? How how does all that work? And then also, you know, I, I can understand why they would want to do this. I, I When they announced this, I thought of like Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a great example of like, there is like four completely distinct areas in that game that could have been their own fucking games. They are that big. And why stuff that all of that effort into one experience when maybe you can put that into multiple experiences? I I get that. Uh and and maybe that thought process. Um but at the same time I, I really enjoy having an Assassin's Creed game with just one character in one story and doing all that stuff. I get they're not for everybody, but I, I enjoy that stuff. So to me, I'm like, if they can nail a pricing model, that's good. And if they can nail the content updates, but then also just the storytelling and the gameplay, like they have to nail all of it. And how does it all work? I mean, it's going to be fucking crazy, you know? if they can pull it off and apparently GTA six is trying to do this sort of thing too. That's the rumors for that game and that it's going to be set in like vice city again, but it's going to be like this completely evolving sort of thing. So I think it's going to be really interesting how some of these sing big single player games will evolve. I also just worry that this will become another project in Ubisoft development hell. Like a Skull of Bones, a Beyond Good and Evil 2, <laughs> you know, like, 
this is crazy ambitious. In a way, is this is this an episodic model? In a way, it like might because be. when you think about like how they're gonna have to tell that story, like there's gonna have to be stuff like yeah. in the present day uh, sort of story that justifies going to all these different locations. Correct. So, like, is it going to, like, are they going to try to, like, structure this like a TV show or something? Like, it's weird. I I don't know. Yeah, it's going to have to be episodic in some sort of fashion. Maybe not in the true sense, Mm -hmm. but it'll probably feel like that. Yeah. And then how how do you just deal with multiple settings all put together? You know, too, like, mm-hmm. you know, is it just different time periods you go through? Do you have different characters in all those time periods? Like, I don't know, man. It's it's really crazy. So, two, they are also combining the Ubisoft Montreal and Quebec teams. So, they've been kind of going back and forth between those two teams with games. Like, um, Montreal made Valhalla and um, Origins. And then Quebec made Odyssey. So they said instead of passing the baton, let's put these two teams together and go from there. So Jonathan Dumont is leading, um, is going to be a creative lead from Quebec side. And then Clint Hawking is going to be doing the lead from the Montreal side. So Clint Hawking recently did Watch Dogs Legion. Jonathan led... um, both Syndicate and Odyssey, which were great Assassin's Creed games. So how does that dynamic work? Because now you're combining two teams that might have had different visions, maybe, yeah. for for Assassin's Creed. How does that work? So it seems like that's a lot of stuff to work through. Um, and then you, you, know, you have Ubisoft's entire work culture that kind of needs some reworking, mm-hmm. you know, as we learned last summer. Yeah. So, man... There's just a lot to this. I'm really curious where where it'll go. I mean, obviously, they, they said it's very early in development, so it's going to be a long time before we see this. But it also makes me wonder, are we getting another mainline Assassin's Creed before this game, or is this the next one? Because they did say they're going to do a second year of Valhalla content. But, you know, do they have another one, another, you know, bigger mainline game that they've had in development that they'll get cooked out and then put this one infinity out. I don't know. Mm. Curious to see where, where it goes. I'm just of many minds. Like it could be so cool or it could be fucking shitty, you know? (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. All right. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm I'm curious to see where this goes too. I'm not, I'm not the biggest Assassin's Creed fan, but you know, if they want to try something new with it, maybe that'll be what gets me uh, hooked. Who knows? All right. That, I think that's the last news story we have in here. So, uh, yeah. I'm going to gonna end this podcast so I can go uh, cheer against England. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Let, let's do that. Uh, we'll be back again next week, of course. Um, and if you have any questions for us, there are a couple ways you can get that to us. One way is via email at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at psreportpodcast. Uh, you can find... Oh, well, mm, first, give us ratings and reviews, and then you can go bitch at me on Twitter at <laughs> the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged on Vids. Uh, until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... <laughs> <laughs>
Soar with Link on a high-flying quest to save Zelda.